0: for now. Creator, Mother, Father, God, Source, All the One, All That Is, may the ancestors hear our prayers. Ancestors, 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 we call out to you during a time of tumultuous and alarming change, and we ask you to guide us to our courage, confidence, and compassion. Enable us to heal from the past, be open to the future, and embrace the present, grant us the ability to willingly shed our old skin and take the necessary risk to write a new narrative for ourselves and for our world and most importantly enable us to place our heads below our hearts to put people over profits and to love others for in doing so we are remembering to love ourselves thank you Thank you. Thank you. Amen, Ashea Hoasa, Shinga so it is. Good evening, and welcome to Wisdom Walk Talk here on Black Hole Radio and my YouTube channel, Wisdom Walk to Self-mastery. I am your host and guide, Judge Alpha Maria and Saroma. Scientifically, the eye of the storm is believed to result from bands of vapor-filled air rotating around a common center and creating the calmest part of the storm with skies mostly clear of clouds, wind, and rain. Spiritually, the eye of the storm is the result of our human capacity to access our inner peace. Join me. In May, the first Earth month of 2022, a time of receiving support and embracing self-love as I provide wisdom and guidance through two live broadcasts and accompanying videos on how to create your eye in this postmodern storm of pandemic, the threat of nuclear war, climate change, and what I call humanity insanity. Tonight, I begin my spiritual spills with letting go and letting in. But first, just a reminder, when I'm broadcasting live, you can listen through this phone number, which is area code 563-999-3089. I will upload a video of this broadcast to my YouTube channel, Wisdom Walk 2 Self Mastery. And if you have any encouragement, inspiration, comments, feedback, questions, you can share that on my Facebook page, which is Wisdom Walk Radio, my Facebook group, which you're welcome to join, Wisdom Walk Community, my website, which is www.wisdomwalktoselfmastery.com or in the comment sections below the YouTube video. But right now, I invite you to sit or lay back and join me for an exploration of the inner landscape where we can connect to our soul and discover the true treasure of being human. Well, folks, to all you wisdom walkers out there, it's good to be back. I did need to take a hiatus because I just got so exhausted, and it wasn't just physical it was mental, it was spiritual, it was emotional, and um, my body signaled to me that something was wrong, and that was in the form of my hypertension going whack. And uh, so, yeah, that got my attention pretty good. But, you know, I was still being a little crazy, and thank God for the dear friends in my life who said to me, Pa, you need to stop and who really helped me realize that I was being called to take a pause, take a break, and relearn how to keep my balance in the times that we are living in. So it's my great pleasure to share some of what I learned with you tonight and also encourage you to do your own learning of how to create your eye in the storm. And I'm going to start off first now with some elemental wisdom for you because Our Elemental Week this year of 2022 begins on a Saturday. And so this past Saturday, April 30th, we stepped onto an Earth Week in this wonderful, wonderful Earth Month. And here's the opportunity. It's all about giving support and paying it forward, being an inspiration, offering assistance without expecting anything material in return. Demonstrate your ability to be generous, compassionate, considerate, and trustworthy. Invoke the generative, nourishing, and abundant universal love energy of the earth element to be of service to you and others. In doing this in a humble and balanced way, you will be gifting your soul with unconditional love. This emotional resource will serve you well as you continue to move through unexpected barriers to the fulfillment of your annual commitments. As you comfort others, so shall you be comforted. Yes, yes, yes. How wonderful. Quick story. Um, My niece, um, probably it was uh, maybe around 10 or 11 o'clock at night, hears a big bang outside the house, and she goes out there, and it was a car accident. And it turned out to be a young woman who um, had – I think she hit a pole or something like that. She was a little bit hurt, not not too bad, but my niece just stayed with her and talked with her and calmed her down and called the police and the ambulance and the person's brother, and, you know, she was just there with her, just stayed with her. And so the next day um, she gets this beautiful basket of toiletries and a beautiful bouquet of flowers, from the young woman in the family, so grateful that my niece had done what she did in the way that she did it. So, um, yeah, that's what we're being asked to do uh, this week, to pay it forward, to be that support. Now, I won't be live broadcasting next Sunday, so I want to share with you the elemental wisdom that will be showing up next Saturday, May 7th because we melt into a fire week, yes. And here's that opportunity. It's all about embracing and practicing forgiveness, yes. I invite you to invoke the ancestors to help you forego being a martyr to past pain as you invite the grace of forgiveness to embrace you and remove what was never yours to keep. Ask and thank your God for enabling you to receive the grace of forgiveness For those who have hurt you or for those you have hurt, consciously or unconsciously, prepare an ancestor plate at every meal, light a candle, and feed them with your intention to honor their existence and receive their guidance, wisdom, and love. Remember, they want you to win and are committed to you not repeating their sorrows. You are their dream come true and they want you to live your happy endings in life. Shay, Shay. So we got Earth and then Fire Week. Um, so may you use this elemental wisdom wisely and to your greatest benefit. Now, the month of May, and here we are on the 1st of May, um, uh, it opens up uh, what is called the Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. And so... Um, It's a time to be conscious of and grateful for the contribution that Asian Pacific Americans have made to this country. Because as we know, in the past, it's kind of gotten scoffed over or acted like it didn't even exist. Um, Also, today would be the May Day Spring Festival. Um, Back in the day, when I was a little girl, we did dance around the Maypole. In kindergarten, it was really fun and beautiful. But, again, it's this time, of course, to welcome in the rebirthing energy of the earth as plants and flowers are awakening, as it's time to sow those seeds so you can have a harvest in the fall. And also, internationally, this is considered a Labor Day or the International Day of Honoring Workers, something the United States doesn't recognize because we're still stuck back in the industrial mindset Uh, The Robert Barons were scared to death of unions of, oh, yeah, isn't Amazon still like that too? Yeah. Uh, Scared to death of unions and workers coming together. And also we're in a time where we need to let go of, you know, seeing people who are sharing their gifts, their talents and genius in an essential way, our essential workers as being a separate class or an underclass, like Yeah, we need to break that up. So I'm just setting that out there. As we begin off May, let's um, bring in this new energy of a new way of thinking about these things. And then I want to remind you about how every month we should be celebrating Earth Day. Right now, the Earth Day site is talking about everyday Earth Day, which I totally agree. Um, But we can take it in small doses and just change to it being every month. And so, again, I was not available for celebrating in April, which is the official Earth Day on the 22nd. But this, this month, I will be reminding you that Sunday, May 22nd, is the Earth, monthly Earth Day. And there are two um, things from the website that I want to share with you. First, it's the Canopy Project. Earth.org works with global partners to reforest areas in dire need of rehabilitation, including areas with some of the world's communities most at risk from climate change and environmental degradation. They also have conducted broad tree planting in the wake of environmental disasters. You can contribute as little as a dollar. I just contributed about $25, and it's a wonderful, wonderful campaign to make sure that we don't end up with no forests, right, because we definitely don't want that. So you can find that at the website, www.earthday.org, backslash campaign, backslash the Canopy Project. And the other campaign they have going on is called Fashion for the Earth. I love this. Um, It is known that tremendous amounts of waste characterize this industry, the fashion industry, as we send approximately, you ready for this, 40 million tons of textiles to landfills or to be incinerated every year. In total, the fashion industry is responsible for over 8% of the total greenhouse gas emissions. Wow, that's like, whoa. Sustainable fashion refers to clothing supply chain that is ecologically and socially responsible. I just bought a shirt and some pants that are part of that. Sustainable, they're linen and uh, they're wonderful. It aims to reorient the industry and consumers away from the fast fashion model, which is a lot of plastic stuff, right? You know, no iron stuff. And towards sustainable practices in sourcing, production, distribution, marketing, and consumption. Again, you can find this at the um, Earth Day website, and I'll flash this on the screen for the video. And it's called The Fashion Industry Must Change, and they're asking you to sign a petition. Uh, They've got some legislation they're going after for the U.S. Congress around this. So I sign and encourage you to do the same. And together... We can make this planet habitable for the seventh generation that comes after us. Thank you. Moving right along, um, let me give you my overview for what I'm going to spill on tonight for you. Uh, I'm going to first talk about this creating your eye in the storm, what I mean by that. Then I'm going to talk about the first step in doing that, which is letting go and letting in. And then I will share with you a personal contribution for collective healing that you can do to support this process. My opening quotes for tonight come from someone who was an aviator, an airline executive, and a religious leader in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which are also called Mormons. And his name is Dieter F. I hope I said it correctly. And then the second one comes from a man named Ryder Carroll, who is an author, digital design, product designer, and the inventor of what's called the Bullet Journal, which uses pictures and things that kind of grab your eye in order to track, right, your schedule, what you have on task, and that kind of thing. So let me start with Mr. Uchter first. And he says... It's your reaction to adversity, not adversity itself, that determines how your life story will develop. And Mr. Carroll says, no matter how bleak or menacing a situation may appear, it does not entirely own us. It can't take away our freedom to respond, our power to take action. Yeah. So both of those like really, really cool um, uh, emphasis on what I want to talk about with you tonight is about how despite whatever is going on, despite whatever that storm is, that we can create our eye. We can create our clear space, our inner peace space so that we can get through the storm and get to the other side of it. Excuse me for one second while I'm going to do a little pause to make sure my camera doesn't go out on me. I'll be right back. So creating your eye in the storm. You know, the first thing is we have to accept the mess over which we have no control. So, you know, COVID, the existence of COVID, the war in Ukraine, and the impact of that. Of course, the impact of COVID, right, what it's had on all of our lives. Uh, Climate change. Um, You know, these are really big, huge things over which we have no control. They exist. They're here. What we can have control over is how we respond respond to them versus react how do we respond to these things yeah and what can help us respond in a healthy way is to shift up our perception that human or natural chaos is meaningless and shift into it has a divine purpose a lot of times we can't even know what that is It may take centuries before people know what it is, but this is where faith comes in. And this is where a higher consciousness and a spiritual intelligence comes in. We can believe that what on earth seems like total chaos and disorder is divinely ordered, that it has a purpose to it greater than what we can imagine or even think about at the time. Now, To think this way, again, it requires a faith, but it's also what allows us to intend to get to our inner peace. Yeah. It's almost a way for us to transcend being a victim to what is occurring externally and to go in to make use of what's happening around us to grow our capacity for that inner peace. So you have to believe that you can have an eye in the storm. That's the other piece in it. Um, And, again, you do have to believe that there's a greater purpose, like there's a greater purpose why the people in Ukraine have lost their homes and so many lost their lives, or why the Russian soldiers are put into a position to move into somebody's um, home territory. Um, and it being something that so many of them didn't even know they were going to be doing. They thought they were just on an exercise, you know, because I think it's 80% of the Russian army is, you know, meaning that they've been drafted into it. Um, but also, too, with COVID, you know, to, uh, I talked about COVID as being a, a cosmic wake-up call for the planet, um, you know, that it has a bigger purpose than just microorganisms out of control. Um, because of how it is impacting us, you know, the loss of so much life. Um, And this calling us to feel, you know, to feel in a deeper way, to not just say this stuff is nothing, but to really understand we're being called to grieve. We're being called to grieve. Um, So, again, this creating the eye in the storm, it comes out of our understanding and, and willingness to understand that there's a greater order and direction going on with things that we find so chaotic, so horrible, so tumultuous, that we have no control over. And if I can just say, okay, you know, there's a, a, a super intelligence in this cosmos that created the earth. I didn't, no human did that. So it's got to know what it's doing. Let me, in my human self, find a way to get to my peace, to get myself into a balance so that what? Ultimately, so that I can serve, so I can learn how I can serve. How can I contribute to the collective that is going through all of this craziness that's going on? So that's why the eye of a storm is so important. Now, to actually get to your eye, you have to open up to letting go and letting in. And here's a way for me to share a little bit more of what I mean by that. There's this book called The Book of Awakening, and it's by a poet and a philosopher named Mark Nepo, N-E-P-P-O. And this book is a 365 days kind of a journal of, of really great wisdom. Uh, he's someone who survived cancer, and uh, having come through that, he learned about faith, and he learned about seeing things at a deeper level. So let me just share with you what he wrote for today, May 1st, and he titles it Burying and Planting. So here's a little excerpt from that. Mark Nepo says, There is very little difference between burying and planting. For often, we need to put dead things to rest, so that new life can grow. And further, the thing put to rest becomes the fertilizer for the life about to form. There is always grief for what is lost and always surprise at what is to be born. But much of our pain and living comes from wearing a dead and useless skin, refusing to put it to rest, or from burying such things with the intent of hiding them rather than relinquishing them. Wow. And I just love that analogy of this old skin that we're being asked to shed, that there are things we've been believing and doing and having and that aren't supportive of the truth of who we are as human beings, that aren't supportive of this planet being habitable for the seventh generation coming behind us that aren't loving in their expression. Um, And we've become more conscious of that as we've gotten more comfortable, thanks to technology as humans, and we have more time in our day to start contemplating, you know, why am I here? What is this really about? What am I supposed to really be doing? What's really going on? So this notion of the old skin and a new skin wanting to come in, perhaps this storm, incredible change um, that is happening. There's no person on the planet that isn't impacted by those three things, um, COVID, the war in Ukraine, and climate change. We're all collectively being impacted by that. And so what if, what if we're being asked to shed an old skin? that their old ways of thinking and doing and being have to be let go of. Just like I talked about workers being an underclass, like they're, you know, not essential. Um, Yeah, right. Um, Yeah, COVID really got us clear about that, right? Yeah. So if you think about it in that way, if you think about it in that way, then getting to your eye, creating your eye in this storm, now you have, and intention. Now you got some reason for why, yeah, I need to get to that clearing. I need to get still. I need to let go of what I thought I was supposed to be doing, and I need to let in what I really am being called to do. Um, Tell you from my personal experience, so uh, my exhaustion um, was really coming out of me working in a way I've been conditioned to by my mother um, who was born in the 1930s, and that way is you're the energizer bunny. You should always be doing and doing and doing and doing um, and if you're not doing something's wrong you're not doing enough you're being lazy and I didn't realize how subconsciously ingrained that was into me because though even I'm at an age and a period in my life where I can really pick and choose what I want to do and how I want to do it and how long I want to do it, I'm not living in survival mode or I'm not trying to prove to the world I know what I'm talking about or trying to discover what I should be talking about. You know, I'm in an elder state. And so I was really still, you know, interacting with people and situations like I'm 30 years old. I'm not. And so my body let me know that. And so I had to stop everything and create my eye in the storm. And for me, that came down to sitting down at my kitchen table and working out my daily wellness routine. Starting from when I woke up, how I was going to spend my morning to get back in balance, what I was going to do in the afternoon, and then what I was going to do in the early evening and even what I was going to do before I went to bed, and also what time I would go in bed and how much rest time I would give myself, how much time I would spend talking to my clients or not talking to my clients. Um, You know, really, what do I need to do to get back to my inner peace so that my blood pressure would start to come down and stay down? And so I created my eye in the storm around me, all of the the scheduling and the, you know, workshops, programs, uh, people needing help here and there, and also all the stuff going on in the world that me being an empath and I'm very sensitive to, I can feel people's pain. I can feel people's tears. Well, I have to step away from that. I have to let all of that go and find my eye and let in what it is that I'm supposed to now be doing which I'm still learning, you know. I have to let go of even knowing that. And I have to let in the reality that, yeah, you're, you're no longer 30 years old. You're at a different age, and you need to be doing things differently. So that's just one example of this letting go of the old skin, yeah. Um, so for me, it took the form of how I was doing work. For others of you, it may be about a relationship, how you're in a relationship, why you're in a relationship that's not working for you anymore. It could be about a job situation, right? It could be how you are relating in your role within your family. You know, maybe there was a time when your family needed you to be a certain way, but that that's no longer necessary, but you're still trying to be in that role, you know. That's that old skin, so once we can find a way to get ourselves still and open up to letting in what it's, what's wanting to be living in us, um, yeah, yeah, this will really help us. We can do this, yeah. And there are some um, videos that I've been watching with some other psychics and some, you know, some just good thinkers who are also astrologers who have been talking about this, you know, so we're in this time collectively and I'll leave links to that in the, in the YouTube um, description of my YouTube video and also on my um, Facebook page for you. But let me jump into the personal contribution to collective healing that you can choose to participate in. It's going to culminate in an earth ritual, but here's the preparation three contemplative things for you to do. Number one, I want you to identify one aspect of your life that has outlived its usefulness to you, a way of thinking, feeling, of speaking, or relating to others and to yourself, okay? So again, what's the old skin? What's the old skin? Second, ask yourself why you're continuing to live in this way with yourself and or others, meaning why are you still holding on to that old skin? How is it serving you? What's that about? Yeah, that's what I have to look at. And third, I want you to write your responses down on a piece of paper and place it on your earth altar very simply to make yellow cloth, yellow candle, and items that are symbolic of Mother Earth. Also, for those of you who know the dagger spirit medicine. I'm talking about Tinggang and Tingbalo. Yes, yes, yes. We call those the, the landlords of the earth. So set up your altar. Also in my book, it is chapter 18. Yeah, chapter 18, where you will find um, some more detailed information about earth ritual if you, in setting up the altar. If you need that. My Sarah saying for tonight, and this comes from what's on the kitchen cabinet that she left for me, and it says, your body is a neon sign as to what is going on in your spirit and your emotions. say. Yeah, it came in very handy to me during April. So. I am going to close out tonight, as always, thanking my wonderful engineer, Miss Yvette Parker, and the entire Black Hole Radio Be Well family. They do celebrate Ramadan, and so they're into the final days, hours of that. And so I want to say to you, Happy Eid. And thank you, again, for taking care, giving me platform during this time of your holy season. I'm so grateful, so grateful to you. I also want to shout out to all my regular listeners out there and those who have wisdom walked with me before. You know who you are. Thank you for your patience with me. I'm so grateful to my family. Today is my brother's birthday. Happy birthday, Ralph. To my family on both coasts, and then we'll leave out um, the folks here in California, as well as the folks in the middle of the country, my my, my family here in Wisconsin, all the way down to Alabama and uh, Georgia, and to my spiritual kin everywhere, my transformational leadership colleagues, my medicine brothers and sisters around the world, and those who may be listening in or watching for the first time. Thank you. Big thank you. I couldn't do this without you and your willingness to listen and watch. Please like and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Wisdom Walk to Self Mastery, and I thank you for supporting my work in this manner. Now, this broadcast will be repeated next Sunday on Black Hole Radio, May 8th, and I'll upload the video to my YouTube channel, Wisdom Walk to Self Mastery. My next live broadcast will be on Sunday, May 15th, and I'll continue to provide wisdom and insights on Creating Your Eye in the Storm with Loving Yourself First. Yes. I will also be live streaming and posting my astrological insights. I just did one yesterday on my um, YouTube channel. You can find it. And if you want to be notified in advance, check out my Facebook page and community, Wisdom Walk Radio, Wisdom Walk Community. And if you're subscribed to my YouTube, you'll get that notice automatically. The book, Wisdom Walk to Self-Mastery, Ancient Wisdom for Transforming Pain, still available on Amazon, Kindle, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, and other places, online booksellers that you can get. And I've actually started working on the audio version of it, which I think I'm actually going to get done by the end of May. It's my intent. And last but not least, I want to thank my God, my ancestors, my spirit guides, loving entities, everything that walks with me. He's my head to the sky, my feet to the ground, and my heart open to do this important work with and for all of you. So please have a healthy and safe Earth and Fire Weeks coming up, giving support and being forgiving and forgiven. Now, continue to wear your mask and or strengthen your immune system. Practice safe relating. Wash those hands or use that alcohol frequently. Avoid perceived safety and practice science safety. But most importantly, please, please remember, you are not disposable. In fact, you are divine. Good night now.